Okay, it's time for your beer school weather. Currently, it's 47 degrees in San Francisco. The week ahead looks mostly sunny. Highs in the uh, mid to upper 50s, warming up by week's end. Of course, if you're where you want to be, which would be Berlin, it's 32 degrees right now. With temperatures in the high 20s to low 30s throughout the week. With some uh, overcast and a little bit of snow coming up on Wednesday. That's Mittwoch in German. Just want everyone to know that the uh, week ahead brings us scattered weather throughout the region and unpredictable temperatures. <laughs> if you're traveling to Portland, Oregon, because you don't have a passport, that's a good choice. It'll be it's 33 right now and partly cloudy. Uh, the rest of the week looks really, really painful. Rain and uh, upper 30s to low 50s, uh, culminating in a high this week on Wednesday of 51 degrees and rain. Brr. Sounds like wet feet for those people up in Portland there, John. Better wear their duck shoes. <laughs> you are listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and, well, everything that happened in the last year. <laughs> The best part about beer school is a big steamy platter of hash browns. Oh, Oh, that would be the homework. (laughs) Your homework is to watch that video. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't see that coming. Not at all. That dude looks exactly like me. I know. That's the weirdest thing. Except he doesn't have the hunchback part going on. But Do you know that uh, once at a live show at Stanford at Frost Amphitheater, he fed bacon to a pig on stage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pig has no morals. No scruples, no morals. Pig is zen, John. Pig eats stuff only when he hungers. Pig eats and exactly. Uh, so, what is the best part about beer school? The homework. Yeah, the homework is beer. <laughs> so, uh, the homework is going to be simple this year or this episode. So, stay tuned for the homework. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about at the end, like we always do at the end. Yeah. So, so this is Beer in Review 2008. <laughs> this is the exciting show where you learn Motor didn't do much of anything associated with beer this year. <laughs> well, you know, last year you did a whole uh, platter, a whole, a, whole, a whole plate full of hash browns oh, full of beer. Big steamy platter full of hash browns. Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, I still didn't make it to the GABF. <laughs> Me neither. After how many years of saying I'm going to go? Yeah, this year I'm going to go. It's once again my my uh, uh, superhero life precedes my my uh, normal life. Uh, so, uh, but you made it to the CBC, which sounded cooler. Uh, yeah, I made it to the Craft Brewers Conference. That was we talked a little bit about that uh, right after I got back from it. But I'm going to say that. My initial takeaway from you know when I when we got back from that or when I got back from that show and I decided that it was less important for the show to go this direction 
I'm uh-huh. using my miming skills. Yes. And it was more important for the show to go this direction. So, in your mono, uh, I'm pointing this way now, and now I'm pointing... Oh, it doesn't work. I don't know whether he's pointing east and west or uh, left and right. No, it's basically left certain. and right. So, it, it, in the one case, we could have gone to the left. We could have done... Um, I think beer should be free. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then we decided to go to the right instead and, and uh, do the kind of shows that we're doing. So, Excellent. Um, that came out of the Craft Brewers Conference, and I want to say it was really fun to meet all those people because, you know, everybody that I got introduced to or everybody that I introduced myself to, half of them knew the show. I mean, what brewer isn't going to search for beer <laughs> in school on iTunes? Especially if they're not that good. On iTunes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although, this is kind of weird. There's a lot more podcasts, and there's a lot more noise and traffic about beer uh, compared to when we started, I think there's probably thirty or forty beer blogs that are that are talking about people's experiences. Well, uh, the problem is we make it sound so easy, and they go, "If they can do it, we can do it." And they do a little podcast, and it probably isn't as non sequitorial. How's that for a made up word? Exactly, sequitorial. Yes. Is it is it sequitorial? Sequitor is Sec- it, it, it's it's what it's either Latin or French. Well, no, sequitorial or sequatorial. Sequitorial was a horse. Sequitorial. You have to say the the last R with the W also. Sequitorial. Thank you, Mister Walters. <laughs> oh, yeah. My my year in review is I basically went to the OBF. That's the Oregon Brewers Festival. All right, we're out. We're out. We're done. Ten four. No, and I did it right again after uh, the year before. having only gone for about three days. This year it was back up to my five, and I'm going to try and do six next wow. year. I like Portland. Your um, <laughs> adding the six day. What do you get out of that? Oh, I probably take the train to like Tacoma or Centralia from Portland and back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, I just I like being in Portland. Besides beer. And so yeah, there's uh, the amazing downtown trolley and, <laughs> and the aerial tram that I went down on Sunday morning to go ride and it was down for maintenance. You can take that the trolley down to the to you the tram. Could, you could take the trolley the streetcar to the tram. Yeah. Yes. And uh I believe there'll be a new light rail line open and there are a bunch of cool buildings that I like to photograph. And uh also get beers at places that aren't brew pubs the with naked girls. You know just once though. That's yeah. a tradition. Support the arts. Support the arts. <laughs> well, it's amazing how the craft, the Oregon Craft Brewers Conference, or the, actually the Oregon Brewers Conference, has become bigger every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I My takeaway this year was I'm just going to go in the morning for three hours and then call it a day because it got to be so crowded that it was impossible to move. I've said this a million times. I've never been there at night. I've Yeah. <laughs> and if, there, if I'm there past 3.30 in the afternoon, it's... I don't know. Yeah. And there are always, you always hear all these other stories about, you know, while you're out doing something really interesting and discovering something really interesting, then there's some other people going, oh, we went to this new place that's over here. Yeah. Or we did this, and like, oh, there was this thing here. It's a potpourri. Well, that's the best part about beer festivals is that there's other things around the beer festivals. Right. Well, a good example is going down to the bistro. Yes, in beautiful uh, Hayward. Yeah, in beautiful Hayward, um, you can go down to Buffalo Bills and and be part of the originalist or oldest brew pub in the in California. Anyway, mm-hmm. 
And this year we've got the Homebrewers Conference here. Oh, yeah, but that's that's that where this is 2008 in review. Oh, I'm just looking ahead. To oh, you're looking make, ahead. I have to figure out. Oh, I got to yeah. make up. I have to make up for my lack of activity. All right. Well, so we can do we can do some forward thinking. Um, <laughs> there's in a way, it's it really there's the first I, annual Toronado Day coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first annual Toronado Day. We're flying from. San Francisco to San Diego. We're going to open the Toronado in San Diego, and then we're going to around four o'clock get on a plane, get back on a plane, and fly back to San Francisco to close Toronado in San Francisco. Exactly. So that's <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a beer festival. That's Toronado Day. They're not going to have crab races, I bet you. Not unless we ask them. <laughs> You know, in about seven or eight months, there's going to be a video online at Beer Skull to watch. <laughs> well, the, the, I, hey, I'm the one who shot all the video. I'm, I'm giving myself crap. Here. I know, I know, but I I shot video of the crabs too. So, mm-hmm. and your video was better than mine because you were closer in. I have no shame. I'll put that camera right up next to the crab's face, <laughs> right with, up next to the crab's butt. We couldn't tell which way it was facing. Without a release form, thank you very much. <laughs> I think that crab couldn't sign anyway. It would just eat the paper. Exactly. <laughs> so it ate the release form. That's my guns. I'm sticking to them. And, uh, and then it got boiled to the ink ran. Exa- oh, yeah. Yuck. What does boiled paper taste like on the inside of a crab? Uh, it tastes like probably frozen fresh crab. Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> there are a lot of things you know there are a lot of things you can cook that end up tasting like digested paper if you try hard enough. Mm. Uh, one of my friends made me uh this is we're recording this in one of the first days of 2009 so we're still on the holidays. I got so many cookies for Christmas and I've still got a couple around the house and one of my friends made these things that are uh pfeffernus. They're they're like a German puffy gingerbread cookie sort uh-huh. of thing. And our friends in in Germany used to send us a box of these things every year for Christmas. And would you ask how I liked them? I said, well, you know, the one problem is whenever I was eating them as a kid, they always had wax paper stuck to the bottom. You just don't have any wax paper stuck to the bottom. Uh-huh. And it's something I came to associate with this style of cookie because <laughs> I didn't have the patience to pull the wax off. <laughs> You'd eat the wax paper? Sort of, yeah. Oh. So if you want to know. <laughs> well, that explains why you know what paper tastes like. Exactly, John. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, well... Anyway, beer festivals. Yes. So, dude, that's our first beer festival coming up. Uh, we also have um, SF Beer a, Week. There's SF Beer Week, which is a whole bunch of which is or beer. It's beer a month? spinoff of beer week. Beer it's week. beer week, but it's it's kind of funny that it's the all grown up beer. Yeah, it's all grown up beer palooza, which was a week. It was like a ten day thing. Anyway, we've been doing that for what ten years? It seemed like my entire life. Beer palooza. Wait, which side's my liver? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's this whole thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. It's expanded to to uh, meet the need. Of course, <clears throat> um, but beer palooza has always been been going on, uh, and I think that's the very first. It was about. I don't know, six years ago, eight years ago, that's where I met Pete. Nice. Plattsburgh. He was he was uh at a Thirsty Bear tasting during Strong Beer Month, Beer Palooza, and uh was passing out his chocolates. Nice. And you know, no one was talking to him. I'm like, Holy crap, you're Pete. <laughs> I used to love your beer. Your coffee's the best. And then they changed it. Well that's a different Pete. A different Pete. 
Uh, so anyway, we've been doing that. So SF Beer Week is coming up. Check your local listings because according to Jay Brooks's blog, the Brookston Beer Blog, blog um, there's beer weeks going on all around the country. So, for example, Oregon has their Beer Week, a.k.a. month. Philadelphia. Philadelphia has one. Uh, in fact, I'll just read it from his thing. Uh-oh. Uh, no, that's not it. Should I do the weather again? Just no. Stall for time. No. <laughs> no. Where's, the, or where's page this? There we go. Here it is. Uh, 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 let's see. Indiana, Ohio, New York, Oregon, Syracuse, San Francisco, not to mention the all-encompassing American Craft Beer Week. And Chicago and Colorado are rumored to be developing their own cel- celebratory beer weeks. So lots of... Uh, and you have an opportunity. If you don't have a beer week in your city or your local, why don't you make that happen? Only you. Well, it wouldn't be hard, right? Week. You get together with your brewers. You kind of you uh, get a little bit of art. In fact, just steal the San Francisco whole design. Because <laughs> the Trans America Pyramid is on everybody's skyline. No, you just take you just take instead it's, it instead of saying San Francisco Beer Week, right? You. Change that. You say Albuquerque Beer Week. Actually, it's not San Francisco Beer Week. It's Bay Area Beer Week, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have the logo on it. I'm not wearing one. They didn't give me a t-shirt. You know, out of all the People guys... People don't give me t-shirts are dead to me. Like that air. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So, make your own. <clears throat> back to our year and review. Oh, yeah. Back to our, our review. beer and review. Beer and review. Uh, so, CBC, you came out with the uh, indications and a new feeling for where to steer beer school. Yeah. Well, here's, this, was a, this was another takeaway. I'm standing at a party, and I'm looking around. There's probably, I don't know, 400 people. And then at a party later on, which was the, which was the uh, World Beer Cup, there was 1,500 people in the room. So that whole auditorium, that huge room that was there, represents $19 billion because that's the size of craft brew mm-hmm. in the United States. And that includes Sam, Ad- Sam Adams, which is now the largest uh, U.S.-owned brewery, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sierra Nevada and uh, Stone and all the beers that are that are you know in that category in that category i guess you could try to include uh anheuser-busch american ale in that category but i don't think so because it doesn't really fall into the category of brewery that's a brewery it's a brewery but the beer but it's well also you're gonna well anyway what's what's the definition of crap beer craft beer oh little brewery okay so, so Sam Adams is the tallest dwarf. Yeah, Sam Adams is the tallest dwarf. Syrian, Syrian, Gandorf. Yeah. Syrian, Syrian. Um, but the idea is, is that, you know, here, you know, I'm, I am, and our show is, and you are, we're allowed to participate in this, in this community, unlike really any other community, because it takes everybody to enjoy and create this market. Uh-huh. 
Like if you go buy an Apple computer, which is by comparison is a, it's a 19 it's about the same size company as all of craft brewing is, right? So one company versus this. You can participate by buying a computer and you can be a developer, but there's not as many developers as there are brewers and there's not as many users as there are beer drinkers. And I guess the correlation is is that it's a better community because because of what beer is it's you know it's social it's getting people out it's 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 that and um and and apple is just pure consumerism well you know if i wasn't going on a very special field trip on tuesday i would take my little folding chair and i would walk down to my friendly local advertising kiosk yeah in north beach and sit there and wait for the guy to show up and put up the new special poster. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> have you noticed all the kiosks, of, uh, uh, the ones that weren't iPod Nano yeah. are all iPod Nano now. Yeah. Waiting for the... This is the first San Francisco tradition of the new year. Right. The uh, the changing of the uh, the kiosks. <laughs> sometime, the- sometime during the Macworld keynote, all at once it seems like... And these have, these kiosks have to be changed manually. Yeah, they, there's no. Some guy comes up in a truck and changes the poster. Yeah. All of a sudden, by Tuesday at lunch, they all show the next greatest thing. That's, I'll go, I got to tell you, a two terabyte time capsule is not that fascinating to look at. <laughs> John's trying to figure out whether to laugh or throw something at me. No, I'm just going to agree with you. <laughs> That's like, uh, there's like, no, it's not fantasy. It's not a fantasy of mine to have a two terabyte <laughs> time capsule. What if it comes preloaded? With two terabytes of, of your music? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have two terabytes. Someday. And one, a custom built-in DJ. One can, one can hope. <laughs> How do you keep all thinking right, all the good songs? Beer week. Make a beer week. Uh, did, did you go to more than one uh, bistro? I did. Thing? I went to the Double IPA Festival. I went to the Barrel Aged Beer Festival. I went to the IPA Festival. And I went to the Belgium Beer Festival. So I think I only went to I the Double IPA. That's four. Yeah. I spent a lot of time at the bistro. A portion of four days in any one year in Hayward is. <laughs> oh, we love you, Hayward. You're the nicest city south. Hey, weird. Um. <laughs> There's two interesting stuff, and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they get very crowded. And the interesting thing about the Double IPA Festival is it falls during San Francisco Beer Week. Yep. Uh, February. And February in Northern California is rain. And so, I don't know if it was this year. I know it was the year before. It was pouring rain during that festival. It was miserable. And half the festival is outside in tents. And if you're in the tent, they're okay. But where the two tents meet up, because it's just sort of like big pop-up tents. Where the two pop-up tents come together... The rain is pouring down the seam. And so everybody's standing in line. This is two years ago. Yeah. Everybody's standing in line waiting to get beer. And nobody wants to get too close to like the sheet of rain that's pouring down between the two tents. <clears throat> Although, strangely, I sound like I have a cold now. Although, I should have had a cold after that thing. Speaking of that, this guy goes to his psychologist and he goes, I have the strangest dream, Doc. Yeah? I dream one night... That I'm a teepee, and the next night I dream I'm a wigwam, and then the next night I dream I'm a teepee, and then the next night I dream I'm a wigwam. I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam. I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam. What do you think, Doc? What's wrong with me? 
And the doc says, you're too tense. Big steamy platter of hash browns. <laughs> you just say it enough, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny every time. Uh, you know, the for beer school, I think the low light of the entire year is forgetting what my new word is. <laughs> You know, although I'm, I'm still happy sending out the the bear joke, and I'm still happy sending out the, the the dog joke. Dog walks into a bar. I cannot believe that we forgot the word. It's not who res. No, it's not who res. And it's not something else like that. And ugh, ugh. And I even listened to that show a couple of times to try and come up with. Well, no, well, and we talk about the word right in the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, Grr. Oh well, these things happen. What was your favorite episode this year? Well, I would have to say all of those. That, I liked root beer because I wasn't in it. Oh. <laughs> uh, we have to repeat that show. We've had a couple of requests for more for more tastings of root beer. And the seven-year-olds keep calling in. Yeah, the seven-year-olds. Right, all, all seven of them. Uh, don't worry. I can, I can pull one. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, you got it? Yep. Ah. Ah. Um, yo, you know what my favorite episode was? And what I'm going to, the reason I didn't do anything this year is because I was letting Chris and Meredith do all my beer travels for oh, me. Oh, right. And all of you listeners, if you haven't been yet, go over to thebeergeek.com because there's also a Beer Geek website, but I'm pretty sure they're the Beer Geek. Right. Um, <coughs> and the interesting thing about it is when I first found their site, I'm like, oh, I know them from the dorms and from Cal football games. <laughs> And strangely, they're doing this beer thing, too. Hmm. <laughs> but no, that was nice. That was, a very, that was a very fun episode. I enjoyed that because I didn't have to talk a lot. And uh, <laughs> they had some great stories about things. Of course. I mean, that, that's really what this is about, right? Right. Telling stories about places that we've been and... Uh, stuff that we've done, uh, you know, in the name of going to try something awesome. Right. Or just traveling to Portland to drink Ruby for five days. <laughs> oh, and that stuff that they serve at the festival. <laughs> that stuff that they serve at the festival. That's funny. <laughs> Some people like Ruby. Other people like grapefruit drops. Bell's Porter. That was up at... That was up at the OBF this year. Or the uh, the beautiful new uh, Deschutes Brew Pub. Yeah. Which we've gushed on and on and on and on about. Uh, speaking of Deschutes, we did a trip yesterday, which really doesn't qualify as our beer and review. But did we see. drive that far? We didn't go to Deschutes. <laughs> we went to... Um, Hop Monk? Yeah, so we're not going to talk. Oh, we went to Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, we, went to, we drove by Skywalker <laughs> Ranch. We drove by... That other show's secret studio. <laughs> um, we we went to the crab races. We went to the crab races. We went to. We drove past eight Ace Ciders. Hi, dro- Ace Ciders. We drove past Third Street. It's Awards. a wee little place. I thought that place would be bigger. Oh, we drove past uh, Marin Brewing and we re- drove past Moylan's. Yep. I'm just naming all the places we could see as we drove by. Oh, we drove by Third Street. Yeah, Third through, Street. Yeah. Yeah, we drove by a lot of places. But you got to be selective. I guess. We even went to a place that doesn't make beer. 
All in the name of research. True. To be all you can be. Well, um, I have to say that my favorite episode of the whole year was Hop Crisis. <laughs> Another one of our MPR episodes, courtesy <laughs> of Mr. Sean O'Sullivan. That was a really fun time. Um, and uh, still not posted is the uh, What's in Nico's Fridge 2. Um, there's a There was an issue with Echo in that that was pretty hard to listen to. And I still it, thought we were on three. What? Because didn't we have one with a motorcycle in the background? Was that What's in Nico's Fridge 2 or 1? That's 1. We okay. did. We recorded two shows that year. Okay. Right? The motorcycle was Nico's Fridge 1. That's when we had the Henry's in the little bottles. The, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Har- no, Harvey's? No. No. Henry's? Yeah. Whatever. It was some beer. They were like 15 years old. They were forever old. Come on, you know me. I, my favorite was the eleven-year-old can of watermelon wheat, or bottle of watermelon wheat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was an. Ele- they didn't even have cans back eleven years ago. No, no. But it was an eleven-year-old bottle of wet watermelon wheat that tasted awesome. That's because Sean and Nico had not yet taken back the can from the big brewery at that point. <laughs> God. Yeah. So that was a, my favorite episode unaired. Was uh, was Nico's fridge? Excellent. And that's got to get fixed. So, hey, for all you out there, check out the unaired episode of Wits and Nico's Well, there's too. a bunch of unaired stuff. <laughs> we've talked, I mean, we've, we've got the, so far we have the thing from last week that is stuck because, uh, why? Oh, because I need the link from Thomas. Oh. Right? I might have all that already. So uh, there's that. And then uh, there was an issue with... There was an issue with uh, something else. There was that uh, that whole uh, when Augie Bush came in here and we talked about what his true feelings were on the impending merger with Imbev. I mean, you need to get that up online. That's true. There is that. <laughs> yeah, the Imbev. Okay, so I I have to I have to stop and say that I guessed that wrong. I didn't think that that was going to happen. I figured that the that the uh, the brewers union and the 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 teamsters that are that are part of the trucking of all that stuff would have had more leverage to say no. Not to get political, but I'd say we've signed enough treaties in the last twelve years. Mm-hmm. So I'm nonpartisan on this one that they don't really have a voice in it anymore. Okay, <laughs> that's called free trade, John. I understand, but I'm just saying. It just seemed to Hello. me. It just would seemed, you like to activate your new credit card today? <laughs> I was just going to say that I I was under the impression that the that it was more employee driven than it was. Not at all. Well, that's the impression that they want to give. And can I just tell you the thing that really bugs me about that whole merger? Yeah, the new name and logo are just ugly. The new name. It's yeah. not called it Anheuser Im- Busch. Imbev Ambush or something like that. Imbev Ambush? Or something like that. Or Im- oh, I love that. Imbev Ambush. Imbev Ambush. <laughs> and it's, no. sort of, it's sort of like the, the bad B of A logo where it was sort of a soaring eagle, but it was like a line drawing of a soaring eagle. Right. <laughs> not really soaring and not really an eagle. Soaring eagle fly, flailing mouse. Wasn't that a movie? What was your favorite movie this year, John? Favorite movie this year had to be... Well, this is going to be lame. Episode 7? Episode 
seven. Yeah, <laughs> episode seven called Wally. <laughs> no, I was like, I really liked Wally. I thought that was a that was a, a a worthwhile movie. Wouldn't say it was my favorite movie of the year. Favorite movie of the year. Hmm. Uh, Burn After Reading. Ooh, I haven't seen that. I want to see that. Here, of course, I say that about a lot of films. I'll give you the uh, the thumb drive. Excellent. Excellent. So I can trade it for eleven dollars. You see it at the theater. Yeah, give him my <laughs> give him the thumb drive and say, "Here you go. Here is the version that you need to show me." I shouldn't have asked that question because I'm trying to remember what movies I actually went to the theater and saw this year. Oh, my, my biggest letdown was in Brugie. Or in, in Bruges. Bruges. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to like it more than I did. I'm like, ah. I saw that movie, and I'm going to have to say, I liked the part where the guy came over with the beers and goes, here's a gay beer, <laughs> and here's a normal beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that movie, Disgruntled Englishman. Well, it just goes to, I guess it just goes to show that the beer drinker around the world is not enamored by this new notice me thing that's going on with Belgium right now. Uh, a lot of people here are like, oh, these beers are great. These things are amazing. And, <laughs> and the thing that everybody forgets is that this is the beer that the people in Belgium are drinking on a daily basis. It's their local beer. Right. It's not anything, it's not anything that's put on a pedestal. It's just the beer that's there. Can't you get anything besides this damn Rodenbach? <laughs> uh, and and not everybody likes that stuff, right? <laughs> what was it? The kombucha drink that oh. uh, was discovered yesterday to be the non-alcoholic version of uh, Belgian Red Sours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cranberry kombucha or something like yep. that? Yep. Oh well, you know that's that's that project. I can't talk about that project on the yeah. air, but but that's what that stuff tastes like. I was going to say, uh, but it was way too sweet. Back back to some of my favorites. I never thought that there'd be a man in my life that would steal my heart away from my lust for Tony Bourdain. <laughs> but I found one, Pete Brown. <laughs> you were talking about Pete Brown before we uh, got on the air. <coughs> PeteBrown.blogspot.com, and the thing that brought it up is his. You were talking about how people feel about beer, and he's very good at. He, from what I know of my different trips over to London and friends over there, and following up with that beer scene, he's pretty much spot on when he talks about what's going on in Britain and about how the the people that are supposedly the the champions of saving the pubs are the ones going around yelling that the pubs are dying, and so. It's sort of creating this strange psychological downward spiral. Making the pubs die. Just making everybody think that the pubs are dying so people don't want to investigate pubs. Why would they they want to do that? Because they... Well, the story goes back, in my mind, to the the late 1970s, early 80s here in San Francisco when they first the owner of the Giants at the time was Bob Lurie and he started campaigning for a new ballpark. Mm -hmm. And all the newspaper stories were all Candlestick's a horrible place to watch baseball. Who would want to watch baseball at Candlestick? Candlestick's a horrible place to watch baseball. Which is true. Yeah, on Ditterod conditions. But 
at the same time. If you keep saying that, who's going to go, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go see the A's at the Oakland Coliseum or go see the see the Giants candlestick? And uh, attendance just spiraled down. And when the current or uh, the 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 group that eventually bought, brought the Giants nine years later to the most beautiful ballpark in baseball, when they got the team, the first thing they did was say, okay, we're going to put a winning product on the field and, you know, do what we can with, you know, put some earrings on the pig, to use a great phrase from 2008. And the first thing they did after scraping together the money to buy the team was go out and sign Barry Bonds for the biggest amount of money at that time in baseball or whatever it was. And all of a sudden people start going to the ballgames again. It was packed for four years, and they go to they go to the you know they they yeah they fill the place up and eventually they move that excitement into the new ballpark. So you don't go out and go, this product sucks, this product sucks, this product sucks. Everybody who doesn't know anything about this, it's horrible, it's horrible, it's falling apart. Help us save it. But all the people are picking up is it's horrible, it's horrible, it's right. falling apart. Well, that's because people selectively hear. Like if I tell somebody, um, I'll have this to you. In a couple of weeks, all they hear is, I'll have this to you. I'll have this to you in a week, <laughs> right? They don't hear the distance, right? If I say, if I say, I will get this to you in two or three days, then they're expecting it on the second day. Yes, I've been, I've been guilty of selective hearing it many times. In my so life. I just tell people, oh, we'll have this to you on the 13th. <laughs> we'll have it on the 32nd. Right. <laughs> we'll have it next full moon February 30th figure that one out MF the next, next full moon. moon no that's and the, you're a sailing man you probably know your title charts and all that so you you know you know when the next full moon is I have to look it up just give it all in cycles of the moon give it all yeah exactly <laughs> on the third high tide after the full moon I'm spending all day tomorrow or all afternoon tomorrow in a big organizational meeting so I'm going to suggest we just explain all of our deadlines by phases of the moon I do know that when we were sailing all the time, we had to tell people one time, right? So if we said, we're, the boat's leaving at... Oh, so GMT yeah, or something we, like we that? We would say, no, no, we would say, the boat's leaving at 6, therefore you need to be at the boat at 5.30. They would pick the later time to arrive because mm-hmm. they thought that they had a range. And so finally, we just said, the boat's leaving at 5.30. <laughs> well, and, and we would still leave at 6, and people would still be late. It's just that it wasn't it wasn't the big rush to leave at six because there's so many chores to do between five thirty and six that if every if you don't have people on the boat to do the chores, you can't leave. You gotta swap the decks and raise the mizzen mast. Exactly. Have yeah, somebody walk right. the plank. Yep. Bat no. down the hatches. <laughs> Bat down the hatches, that's the other one. Uh go shimmy up to the crow's nest. We didn't have a crow's nest. You didn't have a crow's nest. Nope. No, but you had to shimmy up the mast. Of little ways to uh, to uh, hook up the main. So yesterday's journey. Yeah, my goal was to arrive at Hop Monk exactly at noon, and there was a lot of screwing around. And like, first of all, I like slept through my first alarm in the morning, and it was like alarm, get out of bed, take a shower, walk down, get the car, get coffee, pick everybody up, <laughs> take the back roads down whatever path it was. Boom, seven past noon, we were at Hop Monk. Yeah. <laughs> Good planning. Good thing you didn't sleep through your alarm. No, I, no second alarm. I don't sleep through alarms. I just, I just snooze it a lot. Oh, I hate that. I've gotten over that. I hate that old, whole thing of oh, I have fifteen more minutes to sleep. No, just get up when you when the alarm is on. 
<laughs> oh, hey, I have this to say. Yes. Um, if your house sit, if you're if you're expecting somebody to house sit for you, please turn off all your automation before you leave. <laughs> this includes the multiple alarm clocks that two people use to wake up, and um, you know, set them to stun so that they don't go off. So that it's you know five o'clock in the morning, and you're trying to figure out the UI for the clock (laughs) and they never test the UI with people that are asleep or that have just woke up. I've got a friend who's got a really confusing alarm clock. (laughs) So usually what I do is I just reach over and unplug it, (laughs) which makes the people when they get home unhappy because now they have to figure out their alarm clock again. You know where that's even worse? Hmm. Hotels. Yeah, that's pretty much true. I've I've now learned and I you know, I'm not like one of these people who travels constantly for work or whatever. Yeah. But I've pretty much learned with the the amount of time that I've spent in the hotels, the first thing you do is you come into the room and you disarm the alarm clock. Yeah, you know why? Because because assholes who travel on business wake up at five freaking forty five in the morning. No, here's why. <laughs> because assholes like me set it to go off at three forty five after as I'm leaving. I pulled this great prank a million. (laughs) Yeah, that guy's going to be pissed. So is that better or worse than walking to the elevator on a 20-story building and pushing all the buttons before you leave? Oh, that's No, I'll tell you, that's not as bad as (laughs) just before you leave, get to your floor. Oh, pardon me, I should have done that off mic, right? Yeah, yeah, you should have. Well, no. That's perfect. What you just did describes what I what I did in the elevator, only with sound. And then I leave, <laughs> and then it's a twenty story descent straight into hell. To borrow, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> I pulled a I pulled a great prank that I was able to pull off a couple of times, a long time ago, at a, at a friend's place. Parents just built this nice new house, and had one of the walk-in showers that had like shower up here and you know the regular shower coming out of the shower head yeah. and then it had three of those like wall mount sprays that spray straight out <laughs> <laughs> and so what i do is when i get done with the shower i would just set the the diverter valve which tells the water where to go to the wall mount thing so the next person who walks up to the shower and turns the water on the water just sprays straight out of the wall at him <laughs> That's funny. And the way it was set up is, <clears throat> even if you hadn't walked into the shower yet, you were just sort of like reaching in, it would hit you. And it was great, because people fell for it repeatedly. Every single time. Every single time. Simultaneously and at the same time, John. What does it say there? Wikipedia doesn't have an entry for gullible. It doesn't. <laughs> I checked. Fact-checking here on, on Beer School. Fact. <laughs> yes, where's our... Where, we have no assistance today. We have no... The kid's not here. They're supposed to show up later. Well, somebody else is sending out the birthday party. Stalker's not here, although she texted. Um, Honoré's not here. True. She's She got the day off. She's uh, tired from yesterday's cra- from the crab races. <laughs> from the crab races that will be up. We can put the crab races on YouTube like in an hour. <laughs> I know, but I left the camera at home because I was. <sighs> I know. What, Sorry, else did I, what else did I do beer wise? I didn't do that much beer wise. 
But uh, what about the? Uh, did you talk about the the? Wasn't the the clean out the the walk in party this year? Oh yeah, that's and right. also you went to the Christmas party, which is rock and roll. Yeah, the Christmas party was rock and roll. That was fun. The uh, the the clean out the what's in Sean's fridge? <laughs> yeah, that was a funny. That's that was Je- a, that's Jesse's fridge. By the way, all right, Jesse's fridge. What's in Jesse's fridge party was pretty. What is Sean keeping Jesse's fridge? Yeah, exactly. Cleaning out the crap or the great beers that were in Jesse's fridge. Thanks, Sean, for storing all those amazing beers there. Um, there was the West there Flatterin. Was West Flatterin eight 50. Or, yeah. No, there was eight or nine or ten or whatever it was. And uh, the thing that was fun about that was the the beer that Sean Paxton cloned, I think it was West, West Flatterin 10, uh-huh. was better than the West Flatterin. You're laughing. No, I'm not laughing. Yes, you are. No, there's something. There's something because I'm. I'm. There's something in the back of my lizard brain. Yeah. Where the the copy was better than the original, and I'm trying to remember what the best example of it is to throw in with that. Happens all the time. The copy was better than the original. Yeah. Well, well, obviously, obviously well, that doesn't pertain to Windows. Hey, all you Zoom users out there, you got your music back yet? No, don't make fun of the poor <laughs> Zoom users. It's not their fault. I know. Yes, it is. They bought a Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun of the poor Zoom users. I hope Look, you didn't lose anything, but still, learned your lesson now for picking have on you us played, people. Have you played for one, with one of those? No, I don't want to get my hands dirty. <sighs> Whatever. I'm just going to say... The iPod should be so cool as the Zune. <laughs> no, okay. So the new the new iPod Touch, the one that's in your pocket right now. Yes. Right? Okay, it's only half utilized. the 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 Zune Marketplace, mm-hmm. which basically, you know, if I buy music that's there, and I'm sitting, if we're if we, you and I would both had one of these devices, yeah, we could find out. You could no no. Remember when I said, "Hey, what's that song you're listening to?" You go here, and a button. Oh, the, wait, that sounded like a beer opening. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so, um, so the the music is is shared, and yeah, there's a DRM around it. But get over that. The fact that. It got put onto my... You know, at DRM, if you're ripping all your music off of LPs... That's right. That's analog to analog to to digital. Find some sort of watermark on that, bitches. (laughs) Does it have a... The Zoom doesn't have built-in AM, though. (laughs) I just walked down the street. I don't use headphones. I just walked out with my my iPod playing. It's built-in AM. You know, everybody's. This is the funniest thing that you mentioned. That everybody's been bitching since the very beginning of iPod. Hey, isn't there an FM receiver in my iPod? Well, no, there's an AM. There's, there's an a, AM transmitter. There's an AM inside, transmitter inside of an iPod Touch. <laughs> I got to tell you, discovering South Park on Hulu has changed my life. It's the best thing on Hulu. <laughs> Although it really isn't on Hulu. I know. It's now at SouthParkStudios.com or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I just go to that. It's very nicely done. Yeah, no. Uh, I haven't delved into The Office yet. Office is on Hulu. Uh, they don't have all the seasons, I don't think. 
and I've watched this all, is the, I, this is the, I own I own real office speaking of speaking of 2008 this was the year of the law cats the LOL cats and where I didn't even know what those things were it it's kind of dumb I it, it's it's kind of dumb but you know what I, I'm I'm not gonna make fun of a meme because the meme will make fun of me back if I make fun of the meme so I'm just gonna say the law cats were funny but one of the things that came out of that was this concept that people call fail or epic fail uh-huh. and uh where was this going? Farewell. No, we're not going to talk about the farewell. No. Epic fail? Epic fail. But what was failing? The Zune. Yeah, that was there. Shit. I could say a lot of stuff right now that we'd have to edit out later, so I'm just going to be quiet. <sighs> fail. Damn it. Lolcats. Wait. It was simple uh, enough that I could spell it out with my fingers. <laughs> John figured out what it was once I figured out how to uh, put the first letter pointing the right way. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mime School. MimeSchool.com was taken. Really? Yep. Somebody heard the show. It's not even posted. How could they hear the show? You know, motors homeworkers go out and... Uh, and it, if you really want to feel good about drinking, mm-hmm. go out and watch Shakes the Clown. <laughs> But don't have a loaded gun nearby. Yeah, <laughs> and you're oh, you're gonna have to put your you're gonna have to put your crush of Mrs. Brady away for a while. Oh too. no, it'll reignite it. <laughs> then you do shakes too with Marsha. <laughs> We've talked about this too. Put Marsha. put shakes the clown in your Netflix queue. There's your homework. And who's the evil mime? Robin Williams. Except it's funny. Now if you get Jake's the Clown on the box, it says, featuring Adam Sandler. What? Yeah. You don't remember him until you watch it again and go, oh, it's like it's like uh, Kevin Bacon in Animal House. He's the guy who gets crushed by the band. <laughs> But yeah, it's the same thing with Adam Sandler in, in Shakes the Clown. It's like somebody that you had no idea who he was until somebody pointed out that, oh, that person became famous ten years later. Now with Adam Sandler. Is it time to move on and ask our top three beers of the year, John? No, no, no. I think we have a couple no, we're somewhere more. else? Yeah. Look at that. you got a whole lot of words on your sheet. Let's talk about... There's a fly circling me. Have you? Did you try? And I know we didn't try it on the show. Did you try Budweiser's American Ale? No. Why? Haven't found it yet. Okay, that's a good excuse. All right, we won't talk about that. What about this notion of bringing back familiar brands? Uh, I'm looking for. Well, you know, uh, um, I am a fan of hams. Yeah, but we have. I am a fan of Oli. I'm not a fan of PBR. Although. This might have to go on my list. There was a craft brew version of PBR this year. No, yeah, you'll know what it was when we get around to it. I coined I coined the name at our favorite place up the street. Oh. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to see what seeing what uh, Schlitz is coming back into the market. Yeah, but yeah, the revival is uh, all these doofus hipsters with their ugly mesh baseball caps that say something ironic like Schlitz on the front. We could drink that beer. I didn't know what that was. Somebody told me once. Trucker hat. 
with a old logo that they can just buy that they can put on the hat without paying for it. You know, I am an, I am getting old, and let me tell you, I'm just tired of seeing people dress like the idiots dressed like when I was in high school. And I'm not talking about people with skinny ties and checkered pants because that's cool and new wave. <laughs> what I'm talking about is speaking of the cars, doofish, doofish mesh, mesh caps and all that stuff. I was thinking more of uh, you know you can get all of uh, Square Pegs on DVD now. I've talked about this before, yeah, and all of you people. All of, I never really watched Sex in the City because I didn't have cable. But if you really like Sarah Jessica Parker, you want to see her on a TV show when she was like 15, Square Pegs on DVD. Doesn't that make you kind of a prevert? If you oh! No, no, no. <laughs> if you go back in time to, to, uh, to uh, watch something <laughs> from your childhood with newfound lust, doesn't that make you sort of a prevert? I don't have all the uh, seasons of Wonder Years at all. <laughs> not even gonna, not even gonna go there. But we have all these books about <laughs> learning to like math in your bookshelf. Learning to like what? You didn't know this. What do you have? Dance, d- uh, dan- it, Winnie from Wonder Years. Never watched. Went on it and got it. You never watched Wonder Years? No. No. That's why. That's why I made the prevert joke. So Wonder Years, well, you know Wonder Years, the little kid. It was sort of like it was after, the guy, it was after Stand by Me, and it was the voiceover. It was the voiceover, right, with the narration of all the. So yeah. Winnie was, you know, the the. No, I don't know. So Winnie was the girl in this whole thing. Uh-huh. She went on and became a mathematician at USC, and now she For writes real? book. Yes, and now she writes books about trying to inspire girls in high school and like junior high to get into math and science. <laughs> walk into Stacy's on Market Street. The last time I was in there, they had three of her books right on the front shelves where you walk in. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Winnie Chick. Uh, Dan- Dancia. No, that's the race car driver. Jerry was a race car driver. Jerry was a race car driver. Drove so goddamn fast. Yeah, we drove by. Um, uh, Del- we, d- we drove by both uh, <laughs> Del Davis's tree farm and the Cottingtown shopping mall. For all you fans of Primus out there, Cottingtown Shopping Mall. I didn't even think that was a real place. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I think their sign that revolves that says Cotting on one side and Town on the other is landmark now. Epic, epic uh, beer festivals that we went to this year. I'm just going to list them off. We can talk about any more of them that we want. The bistro stuff. We went to four. You went to one. We both went to the OBF. I went to Boone, the Boone. Oh, you went to Booneville too. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't to go to Booneville. Yeah, Booneville was really fun, hanging out with every the marching band. Yeah, I forgot I didn't go to Booneville. Yeah, that having directional hearing that was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, the Breast Fest. Wow, took, this makes the show sounds a lot better. Exactly, <laughs> the Breast Fest, aka. What? Yeah, why did I miss that? I don't know. But that was take the ferry over and... I know, that's going to Marin Brewing and yeah, raising and, money to fight breast cancer. Yeah. I don't really want to fight the breasts, though. But maybe if the breasts were fighting. <sighs> that's on YouTube somewhere. Somewhere, yep. Uh, we missed... Both of us collectively missed the Firkin Fest this year. Yes. 
We both missed JBF. And I don't know why the Furkin Fest got missed, other than, oh, I know why. It was raining, like, like forever. And I really didn't want to walk from BART down three blocks in the <laughs> rain. I hate the rain. Furkin Fest. I love the rain in the summertime. What, and the Furkin Fest this year is, like, number 25 or 26. Or f- 10. No, Furkin Fest is still in single digits, I think. Okay, the first one. Look that up. Uh, didn't go to GABF, but you knew that. <laughs> I wasn't going to GABF. I was supposed to go. Um, had a real life inter- inter- had a lot of work to do. And then, yeah, like I said, had to do that. The thing, I, I think after seeing more and more pictures of this thing, of the GABF, I don't think that there's really any need to go. I don't think I have a reason to go to this festival. Um, and this comes out of this comes out of <laughs> hanging out at the Craft Brewers Conference, right? The, Where's the Craft Brewers Conference this year? It's in Boston. Boston. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's in Boston. Who was? To, oh yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, Pizza Time. When, it's our new meal. It's called Pizza Time. Oh uh, yes, Pizza Time. Well, um, so I'm I'm thinking that that's probably a better place to go hang out, um, just because of the the uh, the nature of the event. The accessibility of people. Well, I'm uh, actually I'm not working on it. My uh, my longtime beer field trip traveling partner, Mr. Espinoza. Uh-huh. Um, we're crafting a plan. Um, the University of California Golden Bears, who uh, kicked Miami's uh, rear end in the Emerald Bowl a couple of uh, about a week ago. They will be playing uh, Minnesota, I believe it is, this coming season in football. So if you go to Chicago huh. and you're going to uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, yeah. what is out that way as well? It's, uh, it uh, wait, 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 it, wait, 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 let me, let, let me, old Milwaukee. It rhymes with Euscaris. <laughs> You're going to take your wee little camera and you're going to go to the other Mecca. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is this is kind of up there with... I'm not a... I, you know, I haven't... And this is not... No offense to their really fruity beer. I haven't drank their Kool-Aid yet. I'm fascinated with the stuff that, you know... Well, the fat squirrel, for example. Hey, somebody needs to send us a whole lot of fat squirrel because we're out of that. And we need that for the show. No, motor. You're not a fat squirrel. No, the beer called fat squirrel. Oh. Yeah, we need more fat squirrel. But yes, we're uh, head out to Chicago, and then drive up to Minneapolis. Um, maybe we'll go through. Cold, no, that's Minnesota. I don't know. I'll, we'll figure something out. <coughs> so you're going to New Glarus. If we go out for the football game, we're going to go to New Glarus. Wow. I also want to go to the. Uh, <laughs> pardon me. Uh, the place where they, uh, the the farmer's field where they field of dreams. Why? <laughs> He's a baseball fanatic. <laughs> Are you going to take out all my sneezes? I'm taking out that one. Oh, okay, then I'll stop sneezing into the mic. You should if never. That's, if, if that's you should, no, but you should never sneeze into the mic. Why? Because the the kids don't like that. <sighs> sure they do. No, they don't like this either. <laughs> They hate what that. About? Yeah, they hate that, okay. too. Those are horses walking down the street. 
Sounds like you eating a banana. <laughs> I don't like bananas. So Mickey, there's Mickey. no. You know what sounds like me eating a banana? Because I don't eat bananas. <laughs> hey, did Santa bring you your cough buttons? <laughs> no. Damn. We have to talk to Santa about that. Yeah, we need to have Santa get on the... the Santa needs to... You know, one of these days, and does... They don't listen to the show here, do they? No, they don't listen to the show. One of these days, I'm going to come in and swap my old busted, burned-out Aeron chair with this one, because this is more comfortable than mine. (laughs) Because I think these are B-size. Yeah, they are. And mine's C-size, and C-size just doesn't work. Well, that's the large one. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It, it's I not- find myself sitting like on the edge of the chair. Hey, anybody who works at Her- Herman Miller, can I talk to you about spare parts? Yeah. And the lack thereof MFs? MFs. Oh, the last... Although, you know, Aeron chairs are going to be really cheap again with... <laughs> yeah, I know. With the uh, with the sliding economy the way that it yes. is. This, time these, get, time these, things, on that. these things still go for four or $500 a piece. I know. I got mine for three back dot com one. <sighs> yeah. But the chair I'm sitting in, not an Aaron chair, way better. Well, because you're sitting in it, John. <sighs> and it's not... The donut's not breaking. You're listening to Chair Talk. All chairs sitting all the time. So what's your next topic? Fresh yes. No, that's not really a festival. Fresh yes. I love Fresh yes. That's kind of an exclusive beer festival. I wish there were more fun places to go on the train. Why don't we have a... Why don't we have well, a we could go to Reno again. Why we could we go have, to L.A. again. Why don't we have a friend in San Luis Obispo? That's a quaint little town. Paso Robles. Yeah, we know like somebody there. We know a Vintor there. Uh, let's see. Cinco de Sember. That's a beer festival in the making. Cinco de December. Yeah, when did we come up with that? A couple shows ago. Oh, I know. It's on the Repeal Day show. Right. Yeah. That was a... (laughs) Cinco de December. Did that. Uh, Let's see. Budweiser makes a new brand. Coors and AB or Miller merge. Who fucking cares? Well, I like Coors. No. 75 years of the repeal of Prohibition. Yes. That's a big deal. I, uh, the thing I'm going to... A number of people who don't listen to Beer School sent me my picture. Really? From the parade. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I took a lot of pictures of that parade. i got to print them. But you're out of paper. I'm always out of paper. And the red bulb in the dark room is out, so you can't see in the dark room. I don't Ironic. Miss, I don't miss the dark room. I never dealt with that. Hey, is Seattle Filmworks still in business? Yeah, I think they are, actually. I used to love them. I also used to live, love uh, zip drives, though. Hated zip drives. <laughs> zip drives were maddening. There was a time in my life when it was based around zip drives, Seattle Filmworks, and a ricochet modem. <laughs> 75 years of the repeal of prohibition it's interesting that we put we put some years in more headlight or more spotlight headlights we put <laughs> all i see is this confused looking little doe with 2007 painted on the side of her chest with you barreling down a dark country road straight at it <laughs> <laughs> we 
put some years in the headlights <laughs> more than others. Okay, let me focus. Let me focus this again. John has a real soft spot in his heart for prohibition, its effects, the repeal thereof. And yesterday, when we were up at the place that doesn't make beer, in their basement, they have barrels that are about the size of my apartment. They're huge. (laughs) They're really big. That have been in continuous use for 117 years. Yeah. And my question was, how did these not get smashed? And the answer was basically, uh, we had a permit for what? We had a permit for religious purposes. Basically doing religious wine, and we were far enough out in the country that nobody cared. Right. (laughs) But yeah, those barrels, you're just like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) How did these not get smashed? Well, no. In... And I guess... And you'll see all this when we get that show posted. But if you think back, John... In 1933, there was no road. There were railroad tracks that went to that winery. Well, I think that's part of its its long term success. Yeah, was that it did it had a built in shipping uh, component, whereas most other wineries, it either had to get truck trucked out, carted out by horses, or whatever to the railroad to wherever it was going to go. Well, no, a lot of a lot of the. In the Napa Valley, Highway 29, well, the wine train still goes there. The line went all the way up to Calistoga. So a lot of the older wineries along Highway 29 yeah. had wine service. Also, there was a spur of the line that went into the town of Sonoma. Well, okay. But uh, that you're make, right. That, you're that right. makes a lot of sense. You're, the, you're the, right. That, but the, but, the, but, but, just, but um, winery in the middle of nowhere on the side of a in the, in the middle of a redwood forest definitely <laughs> is not going to be a successful business unless there's a way of pulling that wine out of there. Right. And otherwise, there was no reason for that to be there. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, the, the story, I mean, the story was they went there, they cut down all the redwood trees. They said, what do we do now? Yeah. They said, oh, cigars are cool. But then they realized that there were already a bunch of people doing cigars. So then they realized they could build cigar boxes, and there was wood, so they tried to build cigar boxes. And then they realized the real money, and this is interesting because I think they're parallels. They run straight through the story to today. Right. They had the first color printing press. (laughs) We can do fancy labels for your cigar box. Right. And they went from there, and then they said, well, what do we do with our land? Because we've tried... Uh, orchard fruit. We've we. I think they tried hops. I think they tried tobacco, uh, and they went to the people at, at uh, Davis and said, "What do we grow here? What what should we grow?" And they said, "Grapes." <laughs> right. Besides redwood trees, what should we grow here? <laughs> and the redwood trees take a long time to get big. <laughs> We'd like a, a crop that we could harvest. You know, say before a hundred years. Right. I guess, you know, what I was trying to, when I was made my joke about the year in the headlights. <laughs> uh, Seth it's, Green, if you listen to the show, could you do a little robot chicken episode <laughs> just exactly as I described three minutes ago? <laughs> Is is that why do we put certain years as more important than others? For example, what is the difference? There's no real big difference between seventy four and seventy five. It's just that seventy five is 
somehow it's a you know a, a five year event or a two twenty three twenty five stacked on top of each other. What's signif- What's what makes that anniversary more significant than an, another? Oh, seventy five rather than seventy four. Right? Yeah, yeah. And next year when it's seventy six, you know that's going to be less repeal. <laughs> Well, now we have a we have a way of inventing celebrations. That's right. That's why. And so mathematically, we'll figure it's the seventy fifth. Well, next year it's the twentieth anniversary of the Loma Prieta quake. We have that to gear up for, and the fall of the Berlin Wall. You're going to the the uh, wall party. If I get out of the country in the next year, my goal is to get out of the country and go to Berlin in November. Interesting. Yeah, because the weather will be great. <laughs> well, anyway, I bring up prohibition because it's, and we've talked about this to death a little bit, but um, the prohibition are, are still doing exactly what they did a hundred years ago. Right. They are doing everything in their power to undermine the industry that makes a lot of money in taxes, that employs a lot of people doing jobs, that uh, uh, employs a lot of people within the community. And I don't know what it is about them that I can go in and uh, plunder economically to make their life like, oh, you can't do that. So I can go, well, then don't do that to me at the same time. Um, you know, but it's, it's, here's, this is the problem. This is a multi- decade battle that's being fought little by little by little and so it's not that it's it's not that this is going to go away just because uh you know we we win a we win a minor battle like 75 years of prohibition this is something that will come back 20 years from now and the the drunk driving laws will be either you know no tolerance or you know it's to the point where i can't go have a beer after work, and then go home. Next June, there is not going to be a proposition on the California ballot that says, should we ban alcohol? Right. That's not the way That's not the way it's going to happen. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen through taxes. It's going to happen through uh, legislation that says we want to lower the BAC for what we consider to be drunk drivers based on this research that we've done that we paid for. We're not going to tell you that we paid for it, but we paid for it so that it skewed this to, to, to show this. Uh, you know, over over time, these, these, thing, these, these ideas get put in place. Right. Well, now, uh, once again, brixtonbeerblog.com. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Um, Jay's really good at bringing this stuff up, especially when it gets to arcane issues like tax yeah. or taxes on specific sub-segments of the market. And, <clears throat> pardon me, if um, uh, if you want to go after blueberry-flavored uh, beer energy drinks, right? why do you tack all of beer? Or if you want to go after uh, high-alcohol uh, malt liquors... Why would you throw a blanket tax across all beers over a certain percentage? It would be, it's, if you perceive there's a problem and you're trying to fix a problem, first of all, you're probably not going to do it by changing the price of the product. But even that way, the people who are trying, who say they're trying to fix something, wait, listen, 
Those are our quotes. Um, they don't understand what they're trying to control or solve, and so they—it's sort of a shotgun approach. Sure. I think I think the fact that seventeen-year-old girls are going out and drinking malt liquor flavored with blackberry juice under the name of uh, you know fill in the the name of performer uh, special sauce. Uh, we just have to go out and fix alcohol. So we're going to take any beer that's over the certain percentage uh, because the wine lobby is more organized and uh, tax the bejesus right. out of them. Well, this product, the, seven, yes. the 17-year-olds aren't going to like this. I don't know. It's got a picture of Christmas on the label. Now, you know what this is? No. That's the cabin that wouldn't let the people from the Donner Party in. Oh, those bastards. <sighs> There are probably secret messages all over this label. Yeah, don't don't uh, drink and try to cross a mountain. <laughs> that was natural selection. The more you learn about the Donner Party, it's like, yeah, you had it coming to you. Sorry, guys, you should have waited. Don't rush. Who knew the snow was seven feet deep? It's been seven feet deep there for a century. Zzz. All right. The old question, where does it snow more, Alaska or, or the Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada. Well, so anyway, smear campaigns, law changing, you know, and the, and the, you're right. No one's ever going to put on a, a, a thing on a bill that says, no, this, is, this product is banned. <laughs> that won't happen. But how does raising the taxes on this product solve the problem? It doesn't. Right, right. Because I'm still going to buy it. I'm still going to pay for it. Uh, Did I'm gas still doubling in price it. stop people driving? No, no, it didn't. Actually, Did gas coming back down make people drive more. Not really. Uh-uh. No, and the, the hilarious <coughs> thing is, talk about knee jerk reaction within the government. So supposedly, there's this dip in gas during the fall when gas is four bucks a gallon, or summer, when traditionally people drive more. Because there's been this this loop, right? In this in the wintertime, gas prices go down. In the summertime, gas prices go up. The thinking is that when their boats are driving, when the people are on vacation, they'll pay no matter what. Well, pretend you live someplace, and you can you can do this from memory, yeah. where it's dangerous and scary to drive sometimes of the year. Right. And here, yeah, it's dangerous and scary because Californians don't know that you need to slow down when it's pouring rain on the freeway. Or when the, the fog is <laughs> when the fog is eighth of a mile visibility. But if you have to think twice about coming out your driveway because you might slide straight into the street, yeah. you're going to drive less at the same and at the same time, you're not going to go out and take the kids camping and you're not going to go take the boat to the lake. Right. But when summer comes around, you're going to go, hey, let's go up to the cabin or let's take the kids to the lake or let's go do this. So you're natural and you could... If people weren't driving, if it, if we all walked everywhere, you would still have more human activity in good weather than you do in exactly. poor weather. Yeah, you go home. And you go home when it's uh, when it's frightful. You you chop wood and you hope that you have all your dried beef. I mean, I read all the Laura uh, Wilder Ingalls books, yeah. Little House on the Prairie, and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, think it, you know. Yeah, that 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 goes. With I the mean, territory. your story. What was the fa- we just talked about it half an hour ago? Uh, the Firkin Fest. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it's pouring rain. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. Even though I'm going to spend 90% of the, my travel 
in something. On BART. On BART. <laughs> I don't want to go. All right. Well, anyway, keep your eyes to your local. See what people are doing. Don't let them, don't let them just say, yeah, this is the way it is. Hey, if you're going to cut back, don't cut back and go into your local pro-pub. Right. Oh, I guess the, the I guess the, I guess the thing that was with the gas story was is that because there was less gas sales, uh, the proposition was let's raise gas taxes to cover the the no the, let's get the, rid of the gas tax no that was what well no that was one of them but the, the recent one in the in the cron last week was let's add gas taxes because we um, we don't have we we have a loss in revenue. No, this is, what the, this is I, that, if we want to get into into wonkish politics, uh, I, I can I can run this one. the The issue is, we voted a couple of years ago. There's the tax on gas, yeah, and then there's the sales tax on gas, yeah, and the sales tax on gas is supposed to go toward transit, and we voted. Let's just say we did something in the last ten years that said the sales tax on gas should go toward improving transit. Although almost every year when the budget's been bad, um, the the uh, the legislature say, "Oh, we're going to borrow from that account." <laughs> Air quotes. And so, yes. Um, and so, what they were going to do is say, "Okay, we're going to stop pretending that we're borrowing this money." And we're going to appropriate it. We're going to increase the gas tax, or no, the gas user fee, uh, to make up for all this money that we've been stealing from the Transit Development Fund. And then get rid of this other tax, or do basically it was. I have no problem with that. You know what I do. I know. I have no problem with, you know. My thing was when all the presidential candidates, well, no, when Clinton and and uh, uh, up, 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 the guy who owned the, the wife's owned the butt dealership, <laughs> you know, the guy that lost McCain, yeah. um, when they were saying we have to get rid of the, the gas tax, the federal gas tax, to make up for the fact that gas is so expensive, what paves the road? Right. No. What you, paves your mm-hmm. road? You know? Right. I, California did the same thing with... Uh, a while back where we lowered the vehicle registration fee well, that, and nobody's raising it back up because once it's gone it's gone right I don't I'm pretty sure if you spend $45,000 a year on a car you should have a couple of bucks to re-register it every year more than you know just a couple of bucks There Looks like three go. to one. Interesting. Nine or six two five. Eight six seven five three oh nine. Oh, you eight one two. Seven eight nine. Well, I don't know that one. Why is six afraid of seven? <sighs> <laughs> That's like throwing down an 18-sided die on you. <laughs> I'll have to play it later. Oh, I did go out and I watched the uh, the South Park World of Warcraft one. Pretty funny. You know, it gave an important message to all the kids because all the characters got really fat and ugly while they were killing all the boars. <laughs> I think the best South Is Park... Is boar plural boars or boar? I don't boar. know. Look at all the boar. boar. 
those boys are boring. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about the the noun, not the adjective. What a bore! No, we're being attacked by boar or boars. Oh, those boars! Yeah, <laughs> not those boars. You mean the boars that are attacking the boars? Yes. <laughs> the, the the second ones. Wait, which boars are attacking? Because what are the three years? It could be. It could be. It could be. Either way, it could be the boars attacking the boars, or the boars attacking the boars. Exactly. This is like mime school. Exactly. Only it's words, and it sounds exactly the same, even though they look different. <laughs> the boar's attacking the boar. <laughs> oh, top three beers. Oh, this was tough. Okay. This was a tough year. You know why? Why? Drank a lot of great beer. Okay. And I have to start off with. I, how did we do this last year? Did we intersperse it throughout the whole show, or did we just do rattle them off? I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> it's really important. Exactly. Well, um, one of the beers that I am going to call my top three beer was found at the Oregon Brewers Festival. Or actually, I should say, because of the Oregon Brewers Festival. Okay. Didn't actually find it at the festival. It was later on. Uh, and that was at the amazing Deschutes Brewery to, I want to say, the right or the left of Ringler's Annex, depending on which way you're aimed. <laughs> well, that's that's correct. That is correct, John. Uh, and uh, it was the Black Butte XX. Yeah, you and Jaime were drinking those up, I think. Oh, I loved that beer. <laughs> no, and, and this isn't just because it was a, a big 11% roasty, chocolatey, in a really cool glass, you know, brandy snifter with a, like, you know, or bell glass that was thin-walled and warmed up over time and smelled like no beer that I'd had that, that year. <laughs> So part of it was presentation. Part of it was was in the brewery that I had it. But uh, I have to say, I hope that they brew this beer more than one time. You know, for an XX. I hope there's an XXI. <laughs> Roman soldiers can't off. Um, and you know, I I know that you're not a fan of the style of. I like it. I'm. I like session beers. I know this was not a session beer, but I was off to the airport, so it was a session enough. I mean, it was a session of two. Yum. (laughs) Quite good. And the thing that's kind of sad and sad is that I've only had it twice. Aww. Yeah, but I did find a a stash. So, uh, So we can actually have one later on. I don't have one here. Otherwise, we'd be breaking it out right now. As opposed to our cans of Coors Light that we're drinking. Oh, this isn't Coors Light. Damn. It's got the the Donner Party refusal house on it. Their poinsettias on the box. Those were more expensive this year. Evidently, there was a fungus that killed off lots of them. 
Yeah, I'll give you a fungus. So the tap room is open. Uh, it's clo- oh. <laughs> never go to Chico on Monday. Okay, that's what I'm learning from the bottom of this box, John. Never go to Chico never on go to Monday. Chico on Monday. <laughs> Any other day is fine. Don't go Monday. Ah, well. Um, so, do you have a beer? You know, I actually, when I knew we were going to do the show, I started reflecting on it. Yeah. I've got three beers, and two of them you can guess. Yeah, and one of them is... Okay, so... One of them I already said last year. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to say that you can't top three beer a beer that you already top threed. Wow. Okay. That's fair, right? Then I will start off... No, it's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? It's always perfect. (sighs) (laughs) But I'll get around that. I'll get around that, John. Well, that would be weird to send them another hobby horse with... (laughs) A top three beer on it two years in a row it sound like we're sucking up. I know. So I've got my other two. And you can guess one of the other two that I don't think I made up. All right. You have to tell it. Ruby. Well, of course. <laughs> McMinnum's dirty little secret that I love everywhere. The taste of berries, although it doesn't do well if you store it for six months in a bottle. As we found out, it has an expiration date. It must uh, be it's had. got a really quick expiration date, yeah. but it's nectar, and it's the beer that I drink the most of at the Oregon Brewery Festival. So you have to describe this beer because the kids don't know it. It's uh, it's watermelon wheat with berries and blackberries instead of uh, instead of watermelon. It's a light wheat beer. It is perfect. It is the thing you want to drink in July in Oregon, or whenever it's on tap in Oregon, or sometimes Washington State. As McDonald's covers two states with their multi, <laughs> multi-locational, uh, whatever, blah blah blah. Doesn't travel. I know that. No, it doesn't travel. And how we even got a bottle of it, I don't know. But my friend Mark was back up there for Christmas, New Year's last year, and brought a bottle back to me for my birthday present. Because we know my birthday's coming up, and we've got the rule that I don't accept presents under $500 in value for my birthday. It's a much easier way of saying, no presents, please. And if somebody shows up with a present, it's a really good one. That beer did have a value of over $500. He, he put a price tag on it, and but, I totally agreed with it. He had a little price tag that said well, $501. <laughs> no, because when you add the plane flight and the hotel and exactly. the, you know, the whole thing, like that and was I, definitely a over $500 price. And I told him, I completely agree. So that that that's, uh, that's one right there for me. Wow. So I'm gonna say there's another beer that I uh, that I actually thought of just now uh, that I only had one of and I uh, can't remember the name of it so I'm not gonna good job let's give it a prize no I'm not gonna <laughs> give that beer a prize I'm sure I took a picture of it but I don't know where the picture is okay so um, that's not my that's not the beer that's gonna get something how about consecration consecration didn't have consecration the one that was out yeah that was yesterday. bugging me. That was totally bugging me. You know what? It would be really easy to give Pliny the Elder in bottles a top three beer. In bottles? Yeah, because it's now it's now coming out of the brewery. You know, out of the fifty. Oh, I know. But out of the fifty barrel. You I know, just got a tornado. I know. I'm saying it would be really easy to do that, but as we <laughs> saw, there's metals all over that wall. There's no reason to give 
him another and there's no shelf to put the, the hot yeah dogs. there's no there's no thing to put that there so john so i have to go um with the beer that i got hung up on at the last at the last uh bistro at the barrel age okay which was effing great from valley brewing valley brew it's a valley brew yes Valley Brew. It's a Valley Brew. The problem with Valley Brew, it's too far from the train station to walk to. I know. I know. And they don't even have this beer then. <laughs> so we're giving them a... This is, like, this is like 20 to life. You know, we're giving it an award for no reason. Right. Way. I like Cause, it, though. Because there's no, there's no way anybody's going to try this beer. But um, it was it was very Rodenbach, Grand Cru-like, uh, without having traveled from Belgium. Right. And uh, it was everything I wanted on that day. Because the Barrel Age Festival is during the summer. No, it was in December. Was it December? Yep. Oh, was this, it was last month? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'm just not... Well, the problem is that people aren't meeting my, my appearance fee anymore. <laughs> since I read and it. the other problem is, is that mostly... As I recall, you're not into the barrel agedness of the beers. I'm just a jerk. Although this year, it was pretty much a 50-50 split. There was over 50 beers, so there's no way to try them all. So you could go with the sours, or you could go with the bourbon. Jack and Cokes. Jack and Cokes. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I decided to stick with the sours more, uh, because I think that they're better. They're more to my liking. A greater de- degree of difficulty? No, I just they're more to my liking. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go for my next one, and I hope I get the name right. The beer that I call the Craft Brew PBR. Okay. 21A Repeal Ale. <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> Repeal Ale. <laughs> But the first the first sip I had, I'm like, because they said right out, this is brewed with like 40% corn. Yeah. That's craft brewed PBR right there. That's a pretty good beer. That was a really good beer. And it was fascinating because it's, I don't think many people use that amount of corn. I don't think, I remember Acme uh, brewed by um, North Coast up in Fort Bragg. They were doing a pre-prohibition beer at one point. I don't know if they still are. And uh, Henry Weinhardt's did one. And all of those beers, I'm like, this is really good. This is a really interesting beer because it it's like this is what the mainstream beer was 100 years ago. Right. And so the, the repeal ale... Uh, the 21A did falls in the same sort of category going back no American beer at its simplest and most universal uh, you know state has not always been the flavor that is Budweiser Coors or, or Miller or any of that there was this and for a beer that is probably more perishable than even the well-made with national and natural ingredients born on dated beers this is probably a lot more what that beer tasted like 100 years ago and so for the sort of historical aspect and for the fact that it was a nice session beer i like the repeal out or whatever it was called i because i would just order could i have a craft pbr 
<laughs> Repeal it. Yeah. Because you could really taste, you could taste the sweetness of the corn in it. Yeah. It didn't last long. I think it was only on. I drank it all. I know. It's only like for like. It's like the last batch of Bitter American. <laughs> yeah. When is that coming back? I don't know, but I drink it all before the Emerald Bowl. That's funny. I have to check something before I'm going to give my last pick. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. John's, John's going back through the. It's called the International Almanac of All Beers, Great and Small. No, I'm just checking something. I just want to make sure that I'm not being a total poser. <laughs> How could you be a poser, John? You're the king of beer school. I know. I'm just saying. I just want to make sure that I'm not going to be a total poser about this. Dun. Okay, stop that. Okay. All right. Well, so there, there's a couple of there, there's a there's a there's a desire in me to to uh, to uh, to to call out an IPA. Okay. Because I drink IPAs all the time. You might say I'm a bit of a hophead. A hophead. I can see it. I can see yeah. the little green sprouts coming. Exactly. I I'm a hophead guy, and so there's a lot of hot. There's a lot of IPAs that I've tried. Uh, I've I drink Pliny the Elder on a regular basis. Uh, Blind Pig is another beer that I that I enjoy. Uh, Sierra Nevada uh, Har- celebration. Har- Harvest <laughs> Harvest is a good example. Oh, yes, Harvest is a wonderful beer, although not really called an IPA it is very much um, IPA like mm-hmm. uh, during the wet hop festival there were all kinds of amazing things that were on um, Bombay by boat is a favorite so you know to call out a single one of these beers you know which one is going to be the one that that most blew me away. So, which one was the one that blew you? Well, away, okay, John so Foster? okay, so it was in the spring, and I had walked into my local, which is the Tornado. Remember your joke from yesterday? Which one? There were several <laughs> jokes. What's a wire? What's a wire? It's a spring that's still a virgin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a John Foster original. It was really funny. <laughs> It was really funny at the time. What's a wire? Yeah, it's a spring that's still a version. One of the versions of the joke, which was, what do you call a virgin spring? And it's one that hasn't been squished. Yes. But wasn't as funny as what what's a wire. <laughs> so you walked in the tornado. So I walked in the tornado. And it was spring. It was springtime. And on the board was harvest from... Sierra Nevada. And it's like, Harvest? Harvest can't be on. Like, did you guys find another keg of this down? It can't be good. It's over six months old. Right? Because Harvest came out and comes out in the fall. Right. It was, turns out, it was Harvest from hops from New Zealand that got flowed up on, flowed? Flowed. <laughs> they got flown up. You do like those little cats that talk funny, don't you? John? I, you know, sometimes. My hops is flowed. Yeah, you, 
You're in the headlights. <laughs> so anyway, got flown up on a 747 uh, and then got thrown into a, a kettle waiting. And uh, I have to say, what an amazing, what an amazing thing to have happen. In Sweet. in this energy strapped, carbon carbon polluted, <laughs> uh, extremely expensive hops time that that beer even got made. Commitment to excellence. So anyway, we get harvest a couple of times a year, uh, and then they have a new harvest called a state harvest, which is not the beer I'm giving an award to, but. Um, because they're growing their own hops. Because they're growing their own hops. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's like some of this stuff blurs together, you know, and I don't remember every every single one of these beers that I've that I've tried. But that was the the story that had, uh, had stand out for me. Fritz Maytag once said, uh, he was asked the difference between uh, making wine and making beer. He said, well... Making wine is like painting with oil. You put it on the canvas. Once it's on the canvas, it's done. There's nothing you can do about it. While painting with beer is like painting with watercolors. You add different ingredients. They blend together. Yeah. They take time and they come out. <laughs> yep. <sighs> so uh, just so everybody knows what got beat out. What was what else was on my list? The kid, the kid got beat up. No, he was the talking kid back didn't. to us. No, no, Lagunitas Pale. Actually, you have a third still. I have a third, but well, I'm, I'm supposed to come up with a third. Is what you're saying? Well, no, you have a third. I know you have a third. Well, you had three for sure, and I told you you couldn't have one. Yeah, um, I'm blanking on my third right now because when you scared me out of Rataburger. It got me sad. Oh well, then I'm just going to tell my story of the beers that, that that didn't make it. So uh, Lagunitas Pale, uh, which was the reformulated Kill Ugly Radio, um, that kind of automatically got disqualified because we already gave an award to Kill Ugly Radio. But um, that's kind of in, we have a little bit of influence here at the show. Uh, that, that, we have influence over this show, John. No, no, we have a little bit of influence because of the show. Uh, the I talked to one of the brewers there at the craft brewers conference, and they were saying that part of the reason, part of the decision for that beer being that recipe came from us gushing about it. <laughs> Somebody found the clip and sent it to him. So nice. Uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, uh, and Meyer Scotch Ale. Oh. Meyer Scotch Ale, the first batch, not the second batch. Not so much a fan of the second batch. Use, uses a different yeast, and it didn't come out like this beer that I wanted to have every day for, for 10 days. So my, my third? And so, just so everybody knows, Meyer Scotch Ale, brewed by Melissa Meyer's. Uh, at the 21A as a guest brewer. Excellent. So uh, it's actually on tap right now, the f- second batch, and uh, it's pretty good, but it's not what the first one was. My third beer? Yeah. Magnolia makes a lot of really good beer. Okay. And they make a lot of beer that's all over the place. And when I settle down to Magnolia, I like to have a nice session there. Yeah. And I love the Spud Boy. 
I love the cast that they bring in from England that they're going through right now. But my go-to beer at Magnolia is Sarah's Ruby Mild. <clears throat> because it's just this great sort of flavorful English mild beer. And it's my it's a, just a great thing to have when you've got 80 million good choices of Magnolia because they usually have about 12 beers on tap and a couple more on hand pump. But when I look at, up at the big list, I'm like, uh, Sarah's, please. John's formulating a thought. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is, is that I am such a hophead that Spud Boy and Promised Land and uh, the big porter that he has. Oh, and now there's uh, and I the forget Chris- which one's which out with the old and in with the new. I haven't had that yet. One of them's the new, uh, new IPA. Oh. I think it's in with the new. In with the new? I forget which one's the, which. The Christmas beer that we had there was I described as the best Christmas in a glass. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Um, why didn't that make the list? And the pumpkin beer, again. Pumpkin beer was sugar and spice and everything nice. Tasting like pumpkin. Yes. Ruby Mild. Yeah. You have to go to England a lot. Goes, you really have to go yeah, to England see, a lot I, I and haven't. really go to a couple of decent pubs to start to really appreciate English beers. Okay. Because I know exactly what you're saying, and I know exactly what you're thinking, and I'm not just saying this to you, John, I'm saying this to most everybody, uh, including uh, one of our fellow world beer travelers. Um, After a while, you really sort of go, yeah. And it might be a place where I sort of appreciate more the malt and that whole thing than the hop in that whole thing. All right, well, I'm just putting my head around it. I mean, yeah. so the... What I like, I like session beers. This is okay. The shoots, Black Butte XX, big not session beer, right? Effing great from Valley Brewing. Only had little tiny taste of it, but it was really, it was something that I wanted. I mean, it was very memorable, very amazing kind of beer. Uh, Harvest from Sierra Nevada. Out of all the IPAs that I listed off, right? Not one of those is a session beer, right? And you have Ruby <laughs> session beer. session beer <laughs> repeal session, session beer Ruby Ruby session beer. <laughs> two, I mean uh, two beers. Um, Sarah's Ruby Mild. They're both named Ruby. Yeah. All right. This is the year of Ruby. Ruby Ruby, <clears throat> she's my baby. Hmm. Well, we gave a and you know we gave Bitter American last year. The uh, the the award for for something for session beer, uh, greatness in the field of excellence. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, got it out. <laughs> well, anyway, those are our picks. The picks will be on the uh, the board soon after the show. Be on the up. board. Yeah. Oh, that board. I think what I'm going to do. Yeah, we have to figure out the. Uh, we have to figure out the sessions. What sessions? Uh, you know, well, fortunately, we only have to send three of these out this year. 
give that the deliver the rest of them. Alright, best part about beer school is the homework. The homework is beer. So the homework is pretty simple. Uh, please write us with three things that we want I want you to tell us. Uh, I want you to tell us what your top three beers were. Um, you can kind of go into a little bit of why or maybe the story behind uh, when you first tried it. Uh, talk about the session or uh, the circumstances where you first w- where why it is on your list. And these aren't in any particular order. Uh, I can't classify these as you know first, better, best, right? Or good, gooder, goodest, or uh, best, bestest, better. <sighs> Um, you know, the best of us, best of us. Yes. Best of us. So there's no particular order in these. Uh, you know, there, these are, some of these are never going to have again. Some of these are have many times again. Some of these are, uh, have once you'll get to try it again a year from now. And it may not be the same because the conditions of all this stuff changes. So there's that. Uh, tell us something. Uh, tell us about a f- beer festival that you went to in the in 2008. Uh, short, short or long story about that. Maybe even some pictures. Sending that in and uh, you know sharing. It's sharing time. Yeah. <clears throat> tell us what's going on, and uh, that's what I know. And that's all that I know. That's all that I know. I'm tired. It's 174 miles if you do a really good beer trip out of San Francisco. Uh-huh. We recorded most of it, but not all of it. <laughs> and I'm going to cut it down into... Well, we got some video, too. We have video of the crab races. We have photographs of the whole day. We have... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so no matter where, no matter what trip you are on, be sure absolutely be sure to spend five minutes before you leave making sure you do three things <laughs> i know one, where this is going one unload the camera you may have a two gig memory card in there but if you're taking pictures of the kid or the other kid the kid that doesn't talk yet the kid on christmas doing funny stuff and you haven't and you're told please don't delete any of it because we want them all uh okay yeah make sure absolutely make sure that you don't download your pictures before you go on a on the road trip number two choose a designated driver choose a by des- size by size exactly <laughs> Choose a designated driver by size. Well, Motor, you rented the car. You don't want any of us drunks driving it. Exactly. <clears throat> Otherwise, you'd get this at the end of the session. And then, uh, let's see, what's the last thing? Uh, make sure your batteries are charged. Or else the car won't start. Or the or the recorder won't start. No. Or the camera won't go. Yeah. Right. No, so I was set on all counts. Yeah, you were set on all accounts. Had a charged battery with no room in the uh, or all kinds of room in the camera, and both. Yeah, you both, were the DD. Both the uh, both the uh, devices had spent the night on the hookah, and uh, I know this where I was like the back of my hand. 
Uh, yeah, you've and got- when we hit quarter Madeira, I'm like, oh, cop. <laughs> How does that work? That you knew that. All right. Because. Oh, there's part two of the homework. I almost forgot. You, know, you ever watch Top Gun? You know, and they're, you know they're they're in the danger zone. And you know how Tom Cruise is always checking his rearview mirror and checking ahead for the Ruskies. Yeah, that's like me, but with the CHP. Gotcha. There is a part two of the homework. I forgot. Um, there are magazines and publications that list. Not this one. This one's not helping you. Um, there are magazines and publications that list all the beer events that are coming up in the in 2008 aha and so the 2009 maybe john excuse me in 2000 well yeah they've already listed all the stuff from 2008 (laughs) they are listing all the stuff from 2009 as we speak so be sure to look ahead to some of these places because like for example the stone anniversary party stuff that always sells out does it yep i did not know that yeah now you know so uh the stone anniversary party the uh gabf the rooms sell out before the show sells out and you kind of want to make sure that that's booked long before otherwise you don't get to uh get something within staggering distance so a little bit we'll talk more about about uh beer festivals again because it's really time to reset the uh to reset that show it's true. I'm uh, just trying to do a little bit of research here on the fly. Oh, on the fly. Uh, to give the, you know, Marty McFly? Yeah. McFly, McFly. Make like a tree. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Let me. I'm sure you could stop time. <laughs> um, oh, I've never yawned into the microphone like that before. Sorry about that, everyone. The big bleh, the big beers and barley Belgians and barley wine festival Vail, Colorado. That's January eighth through ninth, and the Greater Alaska Beer and Barley Wine Festival is January sixteenth through seventeenth. Not you know what I looked into going to that trip. That is really bazillion dollars. Oh my gosh! I can go. I can. I've got a friend I, who's not going this year because if he was, he'd be bugging me again like he's been doing for the last years. What I'm doing is up uh, kids. Not next weekend. Two weekends from now, the same weekend, I will be in the city of Lost Angels uh, at the Pac-10 Rugby Championship or Rugby Tournament, where my prediction is Cal will kick everybody's butt. Um, but also uh, traveling to well, not traveling. I'll be in Santa Monica going to all the cool beer places, and I might make it as far as uh, uh, Pasadena. That's far, or on the way home. Um, yeah, like I said, it's far or it's on the way home. Taking the plane, gotta go. If see, it's, gotta go see the homies down there pushing Swen. If yeah, they have the standing offer. We pay for the gas if they get here, <laughs> except for dur- during the home brewers conference. That doesn't count. You're I, you're embar- you you're moratoriumed on that offer. I have to get home and uh, send an email out to the boys, so it'll beat the show getting posted. Uh, to let them know I want to try and find them that Friday. Good idea. Yep. Uh, and I want to find my favorite rock star, too. Because she lives down there now. Really? Yes. Oh, that's why we haven't been getting the notifications of uh, shows. rock star alert. Yes. We have to pick a new band for two. No, we can't. Unless let me the, finish unless the, the, the sen- tubes. Let me finish the sentence. 
Okay, sorry. We're gonna sorry, John. We're gonna have to pick a new local band for 2009 to lust after. I, th- I don't lust after anybody. <laughs> uh, all right. We only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is, I'm ready for a nap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, John's qu- class. Yeah. No. Dis- no. Yes. Dismissed. Wake me up. Dismissed. Oh, <laughs> no. The the bell didn't go off. Oh wait. Yeah. So like, hey, John, wake up. Uh, uh, what? All right, let's do it. Class dismissed. Wow. Thank you. It gets bigger every time. Poor microphones. Nah, these things last forever. Yep. La 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 la, oh. la 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 Seriously, la, I'm ready la, for a nap. La, la, la. I know. When did the poker game end? Two. <sighs> I was in bed 25 minutes after I left you off at 21A. Rob cheats. I'm pretty sure of it. How? I don't know. He doesn't cheat. He's from Vegas. That's it's what I meant. Natu- <laughs> it's natural. He cheats. He's from Vegas. How do you cheat? You... Were you playing with two decks? Yes. Pretty tough to cheat with two decks. Yeah. Because there were like, what, nine people? There were 11 people. 11 people. So that makes the the hands really weird. But when he wins and wins and wins and wins and wins, it's like, something's weird. I I know who was sitting around the table, and I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is I don't think they can count cards. Um, Tyke might be counting cards. Well, he... You know, runs trains. Yeah, all they run. do is play cards. They don't look at the signals. <laughs> so I don't know what the problem is about becoming dead. You know, like, oh, like sorry, you can't drive the train anymore. You've driven eight hours. Like, yeah, but I'm 20 minutes from where I need to go. What's no? You're dead. Sorry, goobers. So he was telling one of those stories. I ended up on a train with a dead crew. We were on a train with coming back from Fresno. Oh, that's right. Remember that? When I was really happy. That was a really happy time oh, for me. Oh, that was when Nico was talking about the coupons. <sighs> yep. Losing his mind over not being able to get back. Yep. <sighs> that was real. seriously, that was, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. It was. Oh, well. We'll still take the train. That's American Railroading for you. In just five years, we can take the train up to Santa Rosa. I'm in. (laughs) Hey, kid, prepare the couch for the nap. And then go home. Okay! (laughs) Kid doesn't talk. Oh, I'm sorry.